The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend and a great Lord's Day and ready to get at it <laughs> this week. Um, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you will see that we're streaming right there. Just blow that up, jump on the platform that we're at by clicking the icon on it, and join us in the chat. We've got a... Um, 
A lot of friends in there this morning. Good to see all of you. And we're also streaming live on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, uh, Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Be sure to subscribe there as well. You get notifications for that as well. Uh, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And then we're on Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Um, Roku at Cutting Edge TV. So we're on all of those. So you got your choice. But anyway, whatever, if something goes down, you can always find us here at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Okay, so be sure to check us out there. And then right above that is normally where Bradley is. Um, I covered the show for him. We had a little bit of technical issues on Saturday, but that's still up. Um, the COVID, what, what was that thing? Uh, the PSYOP that we didn't deal with, bring justice about at 9-11. Now we're facing another one 20 years later as we're remembering that one so if you'd like to check that out that'll be up till 3 p.m 2 p.m 3 p.m eastern 2 p.m central today and then you've uh got bradley in he'll he'll be in here now so right above that is where you can subscribe to our email newsletter again we don't rent your email sell it or spam it you can get one email from us a day including the morning show archive and uh, i'll have a lot of stuff in there this morning we're going to try to cover a lot here in this hour so uh, hang tight with me also, if you agree with our message, you know, we've got people, some people just, they, they just have a hard time listening, you know, hearing what you actually said instead of what they thought you said. We never ask for money here, ever. What we do is we tell you we do have needs because it costs money to do what we do. And if you would like to help in that, here's the way you do it. There's a donate button, top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly. That's up to you. I'm not asking you for money. I'm not demanding you give me money. You know why? Because the money often gets in the way of the message of the gospel anyway. So we say, here's our needs. If you would like to help, there it is. We leave it at that. By the way, our store is available too. And uh, this week we're highlighting dr- uh, Bradley's drum pad. It's interesting. <laughs> when I went up there to see them... In um, Minnesota some years ago, uh, Bradley would sit there with this little drum pad and do his things at night, his practicing on it. And I was like, what are you doing over there? And so this little thing teaches you rhythm. So he pretty much gave all my kids at the time uh, one of these little devices, and they had a blast with them, uh, playing with them. I never could get it to work. Uh, I do air drums, and that means you don't hear any sound with it. But I look cool doing it. Anyway, if you'd like to get one of these, you got somebody in your um, family, or maybe yourself, you play drums, or you want to play drums, this will teach you to get your rhythm together, and it's the Deadlock Drum Pad, it's a signature series uh, from Bradley, it's normally $60, but you're getting 10% off this week through Saturday night at midnight with promo code DEADLOCK, pretty simple, huh? So you go over there, you pop it in, if you've been wanting to pick up one of these, maybe for somebody in your life and you want to... Share that with them. You can do that. Again, Deadlock is the promo code. Through Saturday at midnight, you'll get 10% off if you get it out of our store. All right? Okay. All right. Now, yeah, you know, I got video last night. It was a little grainy uh, from our friend Adam uh, Heikla, and they had the guys from Tactical Civics up there in Michigan. It was great. It was great to see uh, Matt Maida and, and others up there as they are putting they're, – they're taking it from – just what they read, and they're bringing the people in to to the do, the do part of it, to make the talk radio, do radio. And that, great job, guys. Somebody got to shoot a 50 cal. You know, I'm not supposed to be jealous. That's the wrong thing, so I had to repent after I saw 
uh, one of their daughters get to shoot one. <laughs> but I, it's great to see things actually being done rather than um, it's anyway. So anyway, here, here's the thing. Um, I want to address a couple of things, and then I'm going to get to this issue of what people are talking about, about a, a draft for women. Now, look, I'm just going to be straight up front. A draft should not exist for men either. I've been very vocal about that. In fact, my uncle, who passed away a couple of years ago, he says, you know, we agree on everything except that draft thing. He says, yeah, it's... Let me tell you something. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself. All right. Let me give you a couple of things from this week, this past week. I got some comments <laughs> on the uh, Last Day's Madness show. That was on Friday. Now, this is uh, my backup channel. This is not the, the main Sons of Liberty. And I'm not trying to promote this channel. If you if you want to uh, follow us, sonsoflibertyradio.com. But this was this was the comments that I got from somebody. A guy called Watchman Report. Now, he puts out a bunch of, you know, Last Day's Madness stuff. Ripped scripture from its context. You'll see it just in the comments. Look at what he says. Your discernment on scripture with abomination of desolation is wrong. Well, that's not really a response. If if somebody's wrong, don't you want to correct them by saying, here's what it really is? So what he does is, watch this. Watch what he does. This is the abomination. De- when, when I called him out, he said, this is the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. You fool. He called me a fool for whatever. And then he quotes Revelation. He doesn't quote Daniel. He quotes Revelation. <laughs> see what I'm talking about about people and then he says you don't get it because you're not you're the natural man you don't you don't discern spiritual things he quotes Paul out of that and I told him he was taking scripture out of context I said I used scripture to interpret scripture and that was taking the two gospels putting them beside actually the three gospels putting them side by side and you see exactly what Luke is saying is the abomination of desolation that's coming into Jerusalem and it's coming in there this guy who has about, I don't know, two or three viewers or whatever, which I'm glad he only has two or three viewers, uh, because usually teaching stuff the way he does is just eaten up by a lot of people. So he asked me, if I was a lost, if, if he was a lost man, what would I say? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. Repent of your sin. Would you like me to expound on that? Because I can do that as well. And he goes, so you're stuck in Acts. What about Jesus do I believe? Well, I don't care at this point, because if you're a person that says, oops, excuse me, sorry about that video audience, I clicked the wrong button there. If you're a person that believes I'm stuck in Acts because of my answer there, you don't have the right gospel. You're preaching a different gospel other than what is the true gospel. The Apostle Paul says that you're anathema. Read the book of Galatians. And the reason you are is because you're not holding to the gospel. By the way, believe the Lord, believe that God had raised him from the dead, all of that, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ is all through the New Testament. The same Apostle Paul that pronounced an anathema on anybody preaching anything other than that is the same one who wrote those. So I don't know where the, where the guy is coming from. But anyway, this is some of the response that I got to the whole thing with Last Day's Madness. Okay, And now you see... Why? This is just one example of why it's so dangerous. Why it's dangerous. Let me hit a couple of things here before I get into the topic. You know, I mentioned last week this issue of Afghanistan. And everybody's wondering, why, you know, why do we pull out so quick? And why is all this trouble going on? Well, it was going to happen. It was going to be bad either way. 
Okay, let's just put it the way it is. This is the new way, started under Obama, and you saw it in, a, in uh, Iran, in which arms are transferred. We saw that when we trained the people of Iran, and then when we pulled out, what happened? The guys that we trained just left all the equipment back there for the guys that we have been funding, arming, and training anyway, ISIS. Yep, we started those guys too. We started those guys too. And now we got Afghan refugees coming in to places like, I think it was Pennsylvania. And they're taking and sending thousands of dollars. I don't know where they're getting this money, but they're being brought in and they're sending thousands of dollars back to ISIS. Well, it's all about money. It's all about being controlled. Joe Biden, because we have not dealt with his crimes, his family is tied to trillions of dollars in lithium. Remember, I I made mention of that, I think it was on Friday and Saturday, that are acquired by China through U.S.-Afghan withdrawal, Afghanistan withdrawal. This comes from AmericanFaith.com, and um, here's the story. The Biden family profits from the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan and China's subsequent acquisition of Afghanistan's lithium. Think about this with China. Have you guys heard any kind of serious um, dealing with the driver advisor from Dianne Feinstein's office for 20 years? Any, anything about that? Nope. It's just got buried, didn't it? Nothing happened. Nothing's been dealt with, um, with with China Joe here. And so you're leaving a traitor in the People's White House, a known traitor, one that Donald Trump told you was a traitor but did nothing to deal with his crimes, which, what does that make him? Does that make him an accomplice to the treason? I'm just asking. Does that make him an accomplice to it? If a police officer came and he found somebody guilty of murder, he saw them commit the crime, and he said, well, they committed the crime, but I didn't arrest them. I didn't bring them to the judge to be judged and bring justice on them. I just thought, I'm going to use it just to point out that I knew they were, and I'll go on television and tell you everything they did, but I didn't go arrest them. Wouldn't that be the same thing? Yep, it would be the same thing. I know I'm going to lose a lot of viewers right there. How dare you talk about President Trump? This is, the, this is what we're talking about when you don't bring justice. When you just tell bigger your mama jokes than the other guy. Or you use them for political banner to get votes instead of bringing justice. Which is the job of the president. He is to enforce, make sure the laws are faithfully executed. So here we go. I'm just going to hit this real quick and then we're going to end on our topic, Okay. Hunter Biden owns 10% of Chinese state-owned private equity from Bohai Harvest RST. Bohai Harvest owns contemporary Amprex technology company, limited the world's largest lithium-ion battery maker. Days before Biden's Afghan withdrawal, contemporary Amprex technology announced it was soon to raise $9 billion to fund six projects aimed at boosting its production capacity of lithium-ion batteries. Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan left the country's $3 trillion, $3 trillion 
and lithium reserves to Taliban-friendly China and its state-controlled equity firms like Hunter Biden's Bohai, which owns the world's largest lithium-ion battery maker. And he's got a timeline here, okay? So I'll leave this in the archives to check out. It's not just there. This is law enforcement today. Why would Biden give up Afghanistan-rich and lithium deposits needed for rechargeable batteries? One word, China. They're his owners. He's their lap dog. He's their expletive that I won't use, That which is a dog, <laughs> okay? Here's from Shell Directories. Afghanistan lithium lost to China. Is Biden selling us out? Biden sold us out years ago, <laughs> decades ago. And just so you know, this is in the mainstream too, MSN. Biden just handed Afghanistan's mineral wealth to China. Among that is what? Lithium. Okay? Just just so you know, your soldiers, all those, all our boys who were over there who were killed, you were just sold out. I'm just letting the families know. And not that they're not mad anyway. Sold out for batteries. Let that sink in for just a minute. You say, Tim, are you trying to tick people off? I'm not trying to tick anybody off. You should be ticked off. I didn't even lose any family members in Afghanistan, and I'm ticked off about it. Why? Because we have not brought justice in this country in so long, it is ridiculous. And justice is the one thing that is going to guard our liberties. I don't know when we're going to figure it out. Some of us have already figured it out, and we're doing things to, to rectify that problem. Correct it. But what do you think about that? I wish we had phone lines. People could call in, although some people don't call in. But I just want you to know, that's what he sold you out for. The sacrifice of many men and women in Afghanistan was nothing more than so Joe Biden and his boy, his crackhead boy, can make money in some way, and so China can have batteries. To sell Americans, by the way. All right. Just so you know what you're doing with all that, okay? All right. So here's the <clears throat> here's the story. Our main topic here. This comes from uh, Zero Hedge. Congress stealthily moves closer to making women register for the draft. On September the first, the House Armed Service Committee joined the Senate Armed Senate Committee in voting 35 to 24 to expand registration for a possible military draft to include young women as well as young men. Following this House committee vote and an earlier Senate committee vote in July before Congress's summer vacation, the versions of the annual must-pass National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA, you know it from times past where they want to uh, take you know, American citizens and hold them indefinitely with no trial, no due process, no nothing. To be considered, and by the way, the NDAA itself, at least in its foundation, is constitutional because if you have a standing army, which our founding fathers were against, they were against it. If you have that, then the issue becomes <clears throat> every two years you have to reauthorize that. Okay? It's to be considered later this fall in both the House and Senate 
will include provisions requiring women to register for the draft within 30 days of their 18th birthday and report to the Selective Service System each time they change their address until the 26th birthday, as young men have been required to do since 1980. Now, there's a whole thing here on this. And then, excuse me, the guys over at Ammoland, the guy's name is Van Harl, wrote a piece called Private Buttercup Forced to Join the War Military Draft to Include Young Women. Well, I'm just going to tell you, our Constitution does not allow for this kind of enslavement, and this is enslavement. It is taking you from your freedom, and it is enslaving you to be, for lack of a better term, it's an old term, cannon fodder for corrupt people in government who won't go themselves and who won't send their own kids, Okay, and the corporations behind them, Lockheed Martin, pick your person in the defense industry and all of that stuff. Who, by the way, uh, those some of those uh, defense outlets who who are supposed to have people working for them with high security clearance hire illegal immigrants. Yep, I've had documentation on that before. I'm trying to get my old articles back from Freedom Outpost because I had documentation, even with a check stub from one of these defense outlets, paying a guy they knew was illegal, who had been arrested by Homeland Security, and jailed for nine months following 9-11, and then released instead of deported. Yep. Yep. Same thing. If I can get that and get it back out, I'm going to put it back out on the site. So they're wanting to take our young women, <clears throat> as well as our young men, make them sign up for a draft, send them to die in a war in a cause they're not even willing to go in and die for, nor are they willing to send their own children in. Okay, we need to get a real handle on certain things here. Being drafted for war is not patriotic. Now, I'm not trying to offend people who were drafted and they went and they served. I'm not trying to do that. But what I'm saying is it is unconstitutional. There is no authority in the Constitution to take free people and to enslave them in an army or an air force or marines or whatever and make them fight. And it's not biblical either. And we're going to look at that in a second. You see, we have tyrants here that have to be dealt with. Forget the tyrants around the world. If we're not willing to deal with the tyrants in our own backyard, why in the world would we send our sons, let alone our daughters, to go fight tyrants around the world? That just doesn't make any sense. Our pastor was speaking yesterday. He says, you know, a lot of people go on about things that are happening in the country they have no power over. And then he says, but then they let things go within their own home that they have dominion over, or that they're supposed to have dominion over power. i got to tell you, it struck me. Boy, it pricked my heart. There are things that I've got to pull dominion over in my own home, too. But there are things going on around the world. There are things going on in our country that we have no say-so. It's happening in another state. It isn't here. So let's take a look at a few things. And I'll have these stories up if you guys want to check them out in the morning archive. But some of this stuff we've been through before, and uh, I, I'm just wanting to reiterate it because it keeps coming back up. 
you know, armies of the past in the United States, up until what was Vietnam or whatever, uh, and drafts and stuff, the men went voluntarily. There was no draft. There was no bingo game going on to determine whether or not you were going to go or whether you weren't. But when we go over here to places like Deuteronomy chapter 17, because again, God establishes the rules for all of these things, right? The Creator says how you're going to do things, and even when it comes to war, how you're going to how you're going to handle yourself in that. So this comes from Deuteronomy chapter 17, and here's what it reads. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and this is uh, verse 14 for those who are listening by the radio, and shalt possess it, and shalt dwell therein, and shalt say, I will set a king over me. Now see, there is no king in this at this time. God knows they're going to do it. He knows they're going to be rebellious. Why? Because is it because he looks down the corridors of history and he sees what you're going to do? No, it's not about that at all. He knew it because he decreed it. Why? Because in the end of everything that happens, he has a good purpose, and that good purpose is to glorify himself, not men. Okay? So he says, you're going to come into the the land, you're going to possess it, you're going to dwell in it, but you're going to fail to do Deuteronomy 6. I mean, that's really what's going on. And you'll say, I'll set a king over me. We don't need God for this. We need a king like the rest of the nations around us. Does that sound familiar to you? Huh? Like as all the nations that are about me, thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. One from among thy brethren shalt thou set king over thee. Thou mayest not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother, but he shall not multiply horses to himself. Do you get this? So he lays it out and he says, you're going to set a king up, but I'm going to make the rules. You're not going to get a foreigner in here to be king. He's got to be somebody who is a, what we would say in the Constitution, is a natural-born citizen. His Both parents are citizens. He is born here. That makes him a citizen. That's a natural-born citizen. Barack Hussein Obama Satori Sabark is not a natural-born citizen. Kamala Harris is an anchor baby. I had to deal this with the GOP guys who were pushing Ted Cruz, who is an anchor baby who was made a citizen by an act of Congress. If he even, if his mom and dad even filled out the paperwork, we can't even find the paperwork that he was supposed to do because he's born in Canada. And if you have to do something according to an act of Congress, that is, you are not a natural born citizen. Okay, Marco Rubio was an anchor baby. He's not eligible to be president. Okay, just some just some things to tie it in for what's going on today. So he says, he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt, back into bondage, to the end that he should multiply horses. In other words, so he can gain. He's not to sell the people out so that he can make a gain, a profit off of it. For so for as much as the Lord has said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more that way. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. And it shall be, when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law, that's God's law, in a book, 
out of that which is before the priest, the Levites. So he's to have his own personal copy of the law that he writes with his own hand. And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life. He is to know that law front and back, baby. He is to enforce that law as God's minister. He is not to be one who writes it down and chucks it behind the bed and forgets about it and makes up his own laws as he goes and becomes a tyrant. But we see throughout the Old Testament, many of Israel's kings did just that. They ignored the law of God and they wanted to do their own thing. And how did the people fare with that? Well, they suffered. And he is to learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes, to do them, verse 20, that his heart be not lifted up against his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. So here we have it. The king that the people would one day ask for is to write down the law, he's to abide by the law himself, and he's to enforce the law in the kingdom that the people might remain free. Now, for some people, that sounds harsh. How is he enforcing the law and then the people remaining free? Isn't that what a tyrant does? No, a tyrant ignores the law, makes up his own rules, and just starts indiscriminately or discriminately applying them to whoever he wants to apply them to. If you're an enemy, if you're a dissident, if you speak out, well, we're going to apply this to you. And we're going to take your stuff. And we're going to put you in jail. And we're going to do all these other kinds of things. Or we're going to put you to death, whatever the case may be. So that was the warning that God gave in the beginning. Okay? So when you have a battle, and again, the issue of the horses comes up there. So you've got the... The idea where we're told not to trust in chariots or horses, are we? But to trust in the name of the Lord our God. So when we go into battle, who are we to be trusting? In our big military Soviet style, I mean it really is Soviet style now, in the fact that Donald Trump wants to parade it around, parade it through the streets like it like some Soviet dictator. Are we to do that? No, we're not to do that. In fact, we're told very specifically in Deuteronomy chapter 20 how we're to conduct ourselves in warfare. All right? Let me give you this. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1 through 10 kind of lays all this out. So we're going to cover that, and then we're going to cover the last 10, or 10, uh, excuse me, 11 through 12, or 20, (laughs) 11 through 12, 11 through 20 here in just a second. Here's what it says. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be. And see, he keeps reminding them. Get this. In the last passage and in this, he keeps reminding them. What has God done? Remember the commandments, Exodus 20? I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I I freed you. You were slaves in Egypt. I freed you. Remember who delivered you in the pillar of cloud and in the pillar of fire against your enemies. You stood on dry land and you watched as I destroyed 
the armies of Egypt before your eyes. Remember that. That's what, that's what he wants them to get when he's saying that. I brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be when ye are come nigh unto battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. And the officers shall speak unto the people, saying, What man is there that hath built a new house and hath not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate it. And what man is he that hath planted a vineyard and hath not yet eaten of it? Let him also go and return into his house, lest he die in the battle and another man eat of it. And what man is there that hath betrothed the wife and hath not taken her? Let him go and return into his house, lest he die in the battle and another man take her. And the officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return into his house, lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. In other words, his cowardice boil over and spill onto his brothers in war, and they become cowards too. And it shall be when the officers have made an end of speaking unto the people that they shall make captains of the armies to lead the people. And when thou comest nigh into a city to fight against it, then proclaim peace unto it. So we're going to get into these as to, as to what that means in just a minute. But notice what he says. All of the people who fight in the armies here are to be free people. They're voluntary in joining up with what we would call the militia here, if you will, the army. You can call them the army, the militia, whatever the case may be. They're going to fight. They're all voluntary. And what are we told? Well, we're told if a guy's got his house on, got his mind on a new house that he just built and he hadn't even been able to move into it or he's just moved into it and his mind's on that, he's not fit for fighting. He's got his mind somewhere else. If he's got, if he's planted his vineyard and he's thinking about those juicy grapes that he's going to eat and he's going to make some wine with and he's going to make some, some jam with or whatever the case may be, he doesn't have his mind on what it should be on. And maybe he's got a wife that is betrothed, but he ha- they haven't gotten to, to consummate their marriage. He's got his mind on his woman. He needs to go back home to his woman. And if there's a guy that's faint-hearted, that means he's cowardly. He doesn't need to be in the midst either because he's petrified. He's not going to be any good in that army at all. Send him home. And yet, what does the United States think they can do? The United States thinks that they can just take our sons and daughters draft them for their unconstitutional wars so they can make money like China Joe's doing over there with Afghanistan. Don't don't get anything wrong. We're probably going to go back into Afghanistan. It wouldn't surprise me. But they're doing it so they can make money. Is Hunter Biden going to be leading these forces? I hope not, but (laughs) no, he's not. Is Joe Biden going to be leading these forces? Nope, he's not going to do it. He's the puppet being controlled by our enemies. He is the traitor in our midst. 
He is the guy that our forefathers would have immediately impeached, removed him from office, prosecuted him, and given him a neck stretch somewhere. That's what they would have done. Because he's, he is nothing more than a Benedict Arnold. That's what he is. That is what he is. And yet we're looking as the Senate Armed Service Committee and the House Armed Services Committee talk about things that are unbiblical and unconstitutional too. They have no authority to draft our young men. Period. They don't have it. Not constitutionally, they usurped it. And you know what happened? The people fell in line because they've said, oh, we're just going to submit to the to this because it's patriotic. See, they push that patriot button, even though it isn't a patriot button. It's a lie. And they tell you they're fighting for freedom. And they tell you they're fighting for liberty. But they're not. Because if they were, some of those people would be going and fighting, wouldn't they? But they're out for themselves. Nothing more, nothing less. And they don't care about your kids or my kids in the least bit. They tell us they do. They tell us how much they love children. How much they want them to succeed. We hear it uh, when we bring Lynn on every week on Wednesdays. And the children are propped up. We've got to make sure that nobody falls behind. We want them all to excel. We want them to live prosperous lives. Then we, then we get the COVID nonsense. We need them vaccinated. They're wanting little kids to, because they've got to be safe. Well, this same Joe Biden was the guy saying that all the little kids are the ones that don't have a problem. Why are we vaccinating them? Money. Money. That's what it is. That's what it's all about is money. And, of course, killing off a bunch of millions of people, which they've told us they want to do too. But here we see it. We see God has laid out the standards for who is to be a part of the army or the militia. And it's completely voluntary. They're not coerced. They're not put into anything to where they have to do it. In fact, they put in stipulations to which people who meet certain requirements, we're going to send you home. We're not even going to accept you, even if you want to be accepted. Okay? So we have that. Let's go back here to this story out of Zero Hedge. An alternative compromise amendment to suspend draft resignation unless the president declared a national emergency. See, this declaring a national emergency is nonsense, too. He doesn't have that authority. He doesn't have that authority to be declaring a national emergency. Every time there's a national emergency declared... There's unconstitutional spending, and there's infringements of your liberty. Tell If anybody can make mention, and I've only got people in the chat, of course, but if any of you can think of a time where a president declared a national emergency, where unconstitutional spending wasn't taking place, and where liberties weren't infringed, please tell me where that was. There's not a time in our history where that has happened. Not one time. It's it's frustrating. It's really frustrating because these are crimes that are being committed against our children. Not just the COVID shots, but this right here. 
So unless the president declared a national emergency and put the selective service system into standby was submitted before Wednesday's committee uh, session, but ruled out of order on the basis of arcane pay-go procedural rules. Under the same rules, the amendment to the NDAA to expand draft registration to women was ruled in order, considered, and adopted without any anti-war opposition from members of the committee. Now, let me tell you something. I'm not anti-war. Okay? There is a time for war. The Bible tells us so. There's a time for war. There's a time for peace. But there's no time in which war should be engaged in with slavery. And that is what this is. There is no time a war should be engaged in with the slavery of its citizens to engage in that war. And until the people stand up as one and say no to it, and the same way we've been saying about this with the convids stuff and the mass mandates and the vaccine, ma- the shot mandates and all this other stuff, it's not going to stop. Not only are we to say no, we're to bring justice upon the heads of the wicked men who are trying to make it happen. And women, by the way, we've allowed them in there too. You guys know what I feel about What I think about, I don't do feelings, what I think about women being in positions of authority. It is a sign of God's judgment. I don't care how, look, some of them do some great things. I'm glad God uses them for that, but it is a sign of God's judgment upon the people. No doubt about it. Read it in scriptures right there. We're told here by the article here in Zero Hedge, under the same rules, the amendment to the NDAA's expanded or ex, NDA to expand draft resignation or registration, excuse me, to women was ruled in order, considered and adopted without any anti-war opposition from members of the committee. Nobody opposed it. Now, look, I saw a bunch of comments from guys who said things like, "Well, the women want equality, so here it is." Yeah, I get the sentiment. But, you know, there was a time in this country where we men used to protect our women. We used to protect our children. We used to hold our women in high esteem as the queens of our home, the hearts of our home. We protected them. We provided for them. We cared for them. And they loved that. And now we got women who said, I don't need any of that. I don't need dad. I don't need my brothers. I can just do it all on my own. You know, burn the bra thing or whatever. I don't care one way or another whether you're wearing the things or whatever. It, the point is, is this. Men used to be men, and women used to be women. <laughs> I mean, we've forgotten what that is. We've forgotten it to the point that we don't even know which bathroom that they're supposed to go in. Got a story out the other day. A little toddler, a toddler, tried to mutilate himself, or at least that's what we're told. And they determined it to be transgender. No, he's a little boy who was apparently left alone with some kind of instrument where he could mutilate himself, and his parents. There probably should be some checking on that, as to what's going on. That's what they. That's what should be done. 
But we're told that, you know, all of this kind of stuff, this servitude, as it were, is not to be taking place here in the United States. It's just not to be taking place here. Listen to the 14th. This is the 14th Amendment. I didn't have it pulled up, so I'm just going to read it to you. 14th Amendment, Section 1, says, All persons born or naturalized in the United States, the subject and subject to the jurisdiction thereof, are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. Get that? Sovereign states. Citizen South Carolina. Occupied state of South Carolina. Right? No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, that's from Article 5, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Let me ask you something. Is it your liberty whether or not you want to join the armed forces? Is, is that what that is? Is it your liberty or is it the state's liberty? Because states don't have liberty, and neither does the federal government. They have duties, limited authority that the people gave them, and that limited authority is not to infringe on our liberty. So when the state says, I have the right to, no, you don't, you don't have rights. You have a limited authority the people gave to you. You answer to us, not we to you. And we need to correct that thinking, both in ourselves and those who spout it. Because they are coming after our kids. They're coming after our kids with the shots. They're coming after our kids with the mass mandates. They're coming after our kids for the draft. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We have tyrants here that we have to deal with. And before they come draft my kids, boys or girls... We'll fight them here on this soil. That's how you deal with it. We're going to fight you here on this soil if you try and come and friends on our liberties like that. You have no authority to do it. Well, Congress wrote a law. Congress was not authorized to write that law. That makes it tyranny. It makes it null and void according to the Constitution. Do I want to have to have that fight? No, I don't want to have to have that fight. I really don't. Yeah, I know. Some people make this out as though, well, this is never going to happen. They're doing it just kind of stir people up. Well, maybe. Maybe. But I think it's very genuine. And the reason I think it's genuine is because of all the other stuff that leads up to this. You guys seen these pictures? I don't have them pulled up. Of these officers sitting in a group. They're all men dressed as women. They're ugly men too by the way you know if you think you're seeing the faces made for radio these guys got it topped you have balding men dressed up like women it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life these are officers in our military they're at the Pentagon and how people interact with these guys without being just dumbfounded or laughing at them or whatever the case may be, or just openly rebuking them is beyond me. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. 
because they look ridiculous. And they look ridiculous because they are ridiculous. But it's part of God's judgment on us. It's absolutely part of God's judgment on us. And here's how the conservatives do. They laugh at it. They make the memes. They make jokes about it. But they don't right the wrong. Do you see how that works? That's the WWE that we're talking about. That's the crowd in the WWE that spurs on the facade that is WWE. I'm not saying the guys aren't great athletes out there. They are. In WWE, look, you got to do some of those moves and stuff, you got you got to have a certain athleticism about that. There's no question about that. But we all know that it's scripted from the words they say to what they do in the ring. It's all scripted. The winner's determined long before the show goes on. And the people in the crowd know it, and yet they play along because they love to be entertained. And America does that too. Listen to all the jokes about how stupid Joe Biden is. Listen to all the jokes about his quote-unquote dementia, his forgetfulness, his old age, whatever the, whatever's going on in his head or not going on in his head. Listen to all that. And the people think themselves wise and smart about doing that, but they're fools. Because they think that's going to change it. They think that's going to alter it. They think that's going to correct the problem, and it won't. It won't do that at all. Check this out. And for those of you in the right-left paradigm thing, listen, this is not Democrats. (laughs) There's some GOP guys in here, too. Now you, including likely 28 GOP, that's Republican, House members voting for an NDAA last night to do so, want to draft my daughter and just trust you not to put them into combat? Yeah, Chip, I'm with you. It says all of D.C., all of it can go straight to hell. That's exactly right. Because that's where it's coming from. It isn't coming from the Constitution. It isn't coming from God. It isn't coming from the Bible. That's exactly right. And Republicans are in on it too, guys. I don't know when people aren't going to get this. It's Republicans and Democrats selling us out, running us down the same road with the same agenda. Both of them are doing it. We're told also in this article, an alternative compromise amendment to suspend draft registration unless the president declared a national emergency, blah, 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 blah. I read that just a minute ago. Sorry about that. Floor amendments may be proposed when the NDAA is considered by the full House and or Senate to repeal the Military Selective Service Act in draft registration entirely, which that's what they should do if they're wanting to be constitutional. Abolish the Selective Service System, which they should do because it's unconstitutional, or put the Selective Service into standby. No, that's not an option. Those two middle things are the option. That's the right thing to do, as it was from 1975 to 1980. But even if such amendments are proposed and put to a vote, they have little chance of success in either the House or the Senate. And they end by saying... It's now overwhelmingly likely that the fiscal year 2022 NDAA will be adopted in late 2021 or early 2022 
will authorize the president to order women to register for the draft at age 18. Well, there's a thing, too. You have to actually have a president. We have an illegitimate ringer in the White House. That's what we have. Starting in 2023 with women born in 2005 and after. Let me ask you, America. Dads? You couldn't let them do this with your kids? Now, see, a lot of us were brought up that you do this with your boys. This is part of manhood. you got to submit to these things. I want to ask you, you're going to let them do this with your daughters? You're going to let them do it with your boys? You've, if, you're, if you're 35 years old or older, and you may be younger, but if you're at least 35 years old, you've seen what this government does with its unconstitutional wars. You've seen how it's treated the military. You've seen how it's treated the National Guard. Which, frankly, I think the National Guard, the way it is, our our founding fathers never had the idea of a federal militia, state militias. And so the National Guard's unconstitutional. There's no question in my mind at all they're unconstitutional. But you see how they treat them. What do they do up there at the inaugural? They stuck them in a basement to sleep in in a parking garage. They give them weapons without any ammunition in it. They make a joke out of these men who are, for all intents and purposes, willing to put their life on the line in what they think is defending freedom. And they make them a laughingstock. Why did they do that? Why would you send your son or daughter to do that? In any capacity. Most of you know my story with with me. I wanted to join the Navy. I'd been out to Miramar. Talk with recruiters. And my dad said, no, you're not joining. I was just under 18 at the time. Didn't understand why. My dad was a Vietnam-era helicopter mechanic. And he said, no, you're not going to do that. I know what they do there. They enslave those boys. They enslave those girls. They do. That's what they do. And then later on, my son wanted to join the Marines. Nope, you're not doing it. Not while you're here. And I told him what my dad told me to help him. And he got it. He got exactly what was going on. Fine, you got a kid who don't have any discipline and this, that, and the other, and he's all these things, fine, stick him in there and you straighten him out. Still don't agree with the draft. But here's the thing. Look at what they're doing. They're coming after your kids. They're coming after your kids. The question is, are you going to stop them before they get to your door? We've got to do something here. They're doing it with the convids. They're trying to do it with the military. The exhortation for you and for me is to say no. We're not going to have it. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern today, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And Lord willing, we're going to be back in the morning, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See you.